This is CliffCentral.com. I love how I love how we think that we have any any business singing along to good songs because I speak for yourself. Me, I'm allowed. What's up, y'all? Y'all sipping tea with to me and my body. Wiki wiki wild. Yeah, it's love back situation. I am happy to be back here with you. Listen, Sam. you don't understand the way in which I had missed you. That was a very nice show that you did last week, Yazi. Deep, meaningful, thought-provoking. Yeah, you see what happens when you're not there. It I become deep, meaningful, no, and thought-provoking. No, but this is fine. This no, is perfectly fine. No. It was like a nice uh, alternative Oprah moment. <laughs> very necessary, considering the state of affairs that we find ourselves in in our society these days. Yes, I, yes. You know, I don't know about you, but I'm just tired of fighting every day. Yes. I'm tired of us being divided along racial lines, yes, along men and women, yes. and uh, along light skin versus dark skin girls, mm. along, you know, like, I'm just tired. I don't understand when I've had many positive, uh, many a positive feedback regarding uh, the the mass orgy uh, that will heal the country. It, would, oh, it yeah. would seem a lot of South Africans are in agreement with you, Mabale, that indeed... If we're not going to smoke a peace pipe together, let mm. us rather have a peace shag. Yeah. It's, and, it's, uh, it's all for the good of society and mankind. Absolutely. So all we ask is that government subsidize the condoms. We pick the brand. <laughs> yeah. They must just subsidize. Is it important that we pick the brand? It is. No, Bon. Let's not put government <laughs> under pressure. Take their money. Don't ask them to okay. think. Just right. okay. let, yeah, leave no, the thinking no. to us. Yes, you know what? In light of the whole... Uh, Tabumbeki releasing his series of letters and yes. then this latest one reminding us of his stance on HIV. In fact, yes. you are right. Let's not let government make any more decisions when it comes to us and our well-being. Although I must say, I had always agreed with Mr. Tabumbeki about HIV not causing AIDS. I Because... You are walking a very dangerous No, I'm a clever here. black chum. I understood what he meant and what, I was with him. What did any he mean Any man who can that... quote Shakespeare, I am with him already. We are walking the same plane. Okay, what... What exactly when he said HIV, did he mean that the rest meant, of us missed? Okay. What he meant is if you have um, Jason in the burbs who's HIV positive and you have Jason in the township or the rurals who's HIV positive, the likelihood of Jason in the burbs dying of AIDS is much lower than Jason in the rurals or the, townsh- or the townships dying of AIDS. Because of because, economic circumstances. Because of the economic circumstances. And it's true, you're finding more and more poor people dying quicker than the rich. Because the rich, when the, when the hospital or the clinic says, oh, we've run out of ARVs, the rich guy can go and buy ARVs. Unlike Jason, who's screwed. Because Jason will either get his ARVs and someone's gonna rob him and smoke those, HR, those ARVs. Or, yes, he gets them, but he can't afford the right food. So he is eating what he can afford, which is pointless because when you're on this stuff, you need to be eating properly. Okay, but unlike I th- I, Jason. Okay. Which, so I understood what he was saying. And I don't know why 
we are clever when we want to be clever in this country and then we're doff when we want to be doff. But I have because we want to be literal about everything. No, no, I have heard many a doctors and mm. this is across the board, black, white, male, female doctors. Mm. I've heard many a doctors going onto all sorts of platforms on television, on different radio stations, in you know, on online media and publication, mm. blah blah blah, all saying that uh the mistake that that Tabombeki did was spreading the wrong message to masses of people about and I, I specifically remember people attacking him on the point that his stance was that the HIV virus cannot cause a syndrome or cannot lead to AIDS and that is what he was being attacked on mm. it was so okay then I remember the speech differently because that's what I understood him to be saying okay um, you know I essentially understood him to be saying if you're going to have sex and, and it's unprotected rather do it um, in an affluent area not in a poor one <laughs> Um, so you know what? Because if if okay, so <clears throat> okay now. So I if we're gonna break it down, if we're gonna break it down, no. But listen to this. Okay. Listen to this. Who are you gonna blame more, Becky or Zuma? Who made the more dangerous statement regarding HIV? Well, apparently Zuma and um, alongside um, now Health Minister Aaron Mutswaledi, they have been praised by the medical profession yet again. I bring for up, showering. Ah, uh, Eman. I br- oh that statement. Yes. Of- Oh, we yes. forgot about that. Yes, because yes. I find it very interesting that when 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 our beloved president has reached like the the like the pinnacle of his fuck ups, that now we must bring up Mbeki. Like I find that very interesting. No, people have been bringing up uh, former President Tabombeki for a while now, and I've heard people bringing him up in the sense of. We actually didn't realize how good it we had it while T-Boz was still in t- Yeah, in, in but, but this F up. No, of course, that yeah. we've been talking about for ages. Mm. But this whole AIDS thing and now he, he, why, why are we talking about it now? I forgot. Konja, what did he say? Jacob, he said, or he, I mean, he alluded to. When they said, ha, huh, but just HIV positive and, and said, you didn't but use it's protection. It's like, yeah, but I showered. Okay. And then everybody was like, oh, yeah. This whole time I'm spending money on condoms, can't all I have to do is just pay my water bill. But you know what? There are a lot of there are a lot of statements that depending on who you are and how you receive them can be construed as outrageous mm. that have been said by like people all over the world mm. about this HIV mm. pandemic. I've often heard people say, um, first world countries are responsible for the HIV virus mm. because it was a deliberate ploy on their part mm. to spread it as far and wide as they possibly mm. could so that they could make money off of it. You know, mm. these, these conspiracy theories. Mm. So I guess it just depends on who you are as the mm. person listening to what's been said mm. and who you are saying it. Mm. But there are a lot of people that have made some risky Mm. And controversial statements when it mm. comes to this HIV pr- uh, problem. Maybe we should pass a law that if 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 you are you have not attended a course, you don't have a qualification in the medical field, don't talk about it. Or talk about it, or talk through, about it through the health the health uh, specialists. <laughs> yes, you know your yes. health your health minister is yes. there for a reason. Wait, man, let's stop talking doom and gloom. Oh, happy International Women's Day. Oh, see, I didn't. Um, I mean, what do we, we don't really, what, like, what are we doing for International Women's Day? Uh, is there some kind of big thing? Like, is, is Hillary Clinton going to do something on a for stage a day. somewhere in the U.S.? Is Malala Yousafzai going to campaign something? You see, she's showing off now that she knows. Uh, no, I'm just, women. I'm just wondering. Uh, influential women. What we can do, I think, you know, for me, uh, I'm not about grandiose, you know? Um, you, you, d- d- <laughs> 
throwing in big words. I'm not about grandiose. <laughs> I'm not about being grandiose when it comes to things like this. I mean, if it's International Women's Day and you go, how do you celebrate women? If you know that you're one of those chicks who can't help but be mean about women, you go, on this day, I'm only going to compliment women. That's what I'm going to do, you know? Okay, okay. Um, if, if you're a dude who knows that the women like you in the bedroom, then you're like, yeah, on this day, I'm going to pleasure someone and make it about them and not me. I make it today, I'm going to GPS to your spot. I'm going to make you scream my name, your name, and everybody's name. Does it matter if you are doing that to just for just one woman or if you decide that for, for Women's Day, International yes. Women's Day, I'm going to do it for three different women at three different times? Or at the same time. Okay, at three different times. Or at the same time. Yes, during the day, but uh, on condition you're not now gifting them with diseases on the day. Yeah, if you are playing it as safe as safe can be, because in no way do I advocate such greediness. Why, after you've had one, must you have two more in the same day? (laughs) I mean, really, it's not Christmas. Because it's about us, not you. I feel like if you go for three, it's no longer, you're no longer doing a service. Now you're just being. Now it's just. Now you're just. No, no. It's about the greed. Yes, you need to channel channel properly but i think international women's day as well it's for women to really think um does it matter to you that you're a woman does it make a difference what is it about you that's empowering other women you know what i mean or how are you empowering yourself as a woman you know what i mean you know it's such a good point that you raise because i think that sometimes um we as women just find ourselves going through the the day-to-day and Mm. just kind of accepting the fact that oh well you know it's always going to be a man's world and Mm. that's just the the kind of life that has been dealt my way and that's it Mm. but um you know we need to pull ourselves out of that kind of victim mentality Mm. and then also you have people asking the question but do these days matter at all what is the point of these days what is the point of it if you only make a big deal about an issue on that one specific day and then the rest of the time you know you've completely forgotten about it mm. and the rest of the time you know we've got lives to live we've got things to do we've got deadlines to meet we've got <laughs> new stories to ponder about but i think that's exactly it because we're all so busy running mm. we're all so busy in the in the red race i think days like this are important for me it's almost like you know i was thinking about my kids how they know they're getting a gift on their birthday and they know they're getting a gift on christmas day and i'm going but why do we bother with these days and i went look if you think about it on your kid's birthday and when you can have a party or if not still you give them such attention you make them feel special you remind them that they matter and that they're important mm. and at christmas time we remind each other that we actually think about each other that we know we know each other so well that we know what would make the other happy you know with the in the gifts that we get each other we get to appreciate each other's family because we sit and share meals like there's some people who you know the only time you actually sit at a table and have a meal with them literally is over christmas mm. so it's the same thing for me with things like africa day women's day um heritage day stuff like that is we're all so damn busy Living from, like, from, from hour to hour, from gig to gig, from, you know, um, from obligation to obligation, that on days like that, it's nice that we're officially saying, for today, let this be our focus, you know? Do we focus on those issues though? Or do we just see it as another opportunity to take time off work? <laughs> to buy drinks early to from Liquacity, to start the fire, <laughs> to negotiate when you should stop drinking that night because you're hang- or you know that you usually take six but just to eight hours to, to recover yeah, from your hangover. But if you're Mabale, you know you're usually having a glass of wine by yourself I have unless, a, I have unless you are with your burigo. <laughs> Then over days like this, you know, you're sharing a drink with someone. There's a big difference between drinking alone and drinking with other people. And so for me, with women's 
I think maybe it's because usually on Women's Day, uh, the international one and the local one, I, I'm either at a gig somewhere or you know what I mean, like a, a women's thing. And what I so found, you're working usually. I work usually. Um, but what I like is I, you know, there's also the day you suddenly send a message to all your female friends or your female relatives, like "Hello, girl," mm. you know what I mean. Um, or you get those WhatsApp messages, mm, those those long ones mm, that were. But you can oh look, my brand did itself. <laughs> You can. <laughs> <laughs> to me, is literally pulling her bra, her bra strap strap out this, through yeah, her I out this from really her. Yeah, I really cool bra because you can like make it an X and you can make it a thing. The crisscross thing yeah, in the, the back. Yeah, the crisscross one thing. But now my problem with this one is, isn't it? Then I start to get smaller. So because now my my circumference is smaller, the the strap likes to undo itself. So if anyone has any advice on how to keep my bra from constantly undoing itself, because now I look like I'm always ready for a good time, and it's not about that. It's the bra. It's got a mind of its own. Okay, we won't. Um, we're not going to judge you for being um, out, Randy outpowered by your bra. Yes, by thank your bra you. Step. I thought you were going to say I'm Randy. <gasps> um, yes. So somebody says I like maps, but she's a dick sometimes. Yes. I get feminism, but she sounds like you hate men, and you generalize a hell of a lot. What um, did you say about men? Well, you know, on on the breakfast show, I I probably throw in a few punches or jabs in there, and um, I mean I do it because I work with with men who behave like idiots sometimes so every now and again you? i just well jab, jab why does this person not have a name why are you hiding your name yeah i feel like if oh, you're gonna no, make a that, statement like that, that you okay hide your name. no no this um this person we refer to as black box because the picture you know where you have you usually have the yes. avatar with the person's yes. face on it it's just a black box so we call him black box it's fine he's a regular person who messages in on the show Mabale, you've been horny for a while now I think this person has a thing for you. No, 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 it's not that. Um, look, black box, it's fine. I mean, you know, sometimes I do like to take jabs at men, sometimes, um, because it's fun. And so then most of the time fun. she lets them take jabs at her. <laughs> 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 Much to both of their pleasures. Um, yeah, I do it because, because it's, 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 because it's fun sometimes. And in that moment, you know, I feel like it's called for. Uh, but, um, I mean, if you're touched by it, I don't know what to say to you. Yeah. I hate black box. <laughs> now, let me, let me tell you about this thing that I came across because you know how, um, people will usually say, Oh, I want to marry a rich man one day and all yes. that nice stuff. But actually, we all just need to come to terms with the fact that, um, the only place where money can buy you love is if you are moneyed up yourself, is if you've got money yourself. And quite frankly, if you do not have money, chances are very slim that you are going to end up marrying into money, right? I would like to slightly disagree. Okay, I'm going to tell you why I say this first okay. and then you can disagree. There are a couple of dating websites, online dating websites, but these dating web uh, websites are specifically catered to people who have money. Okay. So they try to pull in from wealthy people from all over the world. You have to meet a specific wage uh, bracket. Mm. You know, you you. it's a very small community of people that are basically isolated and they're given a platform where they can mingle among themselves. Mm -hmm. And so they keep the money among themselves. Uh. So you've got dating websites like this. Uh, there's a site called 7030. There's a site called Vida Consultancy. 7030? 7030. What happens at 7030? 
Well, it's exactly what I said. It's well-to-do, wealthy, affluent people, people who've got serious money. Yeah. Like, they are loaded. Yeah. And they basically just decide that, uh, but why must I pick up a poor a poor person? But what? explain the relevance of the 70 and Oh, the I, don't, I don't know what the or relevance is. Or do they mean I must earn 70%? I don't understand. Uh, look, actually. it's just called 70-30. I don't know why it's called yeah, that. You see, I, didn't, nah, I, did, I don't want to go to a website where I don't... You see, I if I knew do, what they mean, then I'm not going there. Okay. Unless maybe I'm not in the text bracket that allows me to know what 70-30 is. Okay. So, um, for example, fees for an international search with this Vida consultancy start at, now this is a rent conversion with mm. this, which is precisely the, po- the problem. So, well, okay, just, I don't want to be the president. One, two, three, <laughs> four, five, six. Basically, wait, wait, is it 391,000 or is it? I don't want to be the president. <laughs> So just 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 to get registered on this Vida consultancy, yeah. it starts off at at at, at close to four hundred thousand rand, just Damn. to have your profile picture there. That's how you get a date with Patrice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. just to have your profile picture there and to be seen and to have, you know, some. Wealthy man from Angola okay, click well, on your profile to read through yeah, it. But I mean, this is different. this is this is okay, the, the that's, league. That's next level. These are that's, the leagues that we are talking about yeah. here. Yeah, but I mean, the average girl who's trying to find a rich man, it's, I doubt well, is. She's you mean gonna, that high? She's not going to crack it because you know these these people want to be among themselves. Yo. They want to keep the money. Yes, keep the money themselves. with the money. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sure. So it's that kind of thing. Oh, I need to work harder. I can't even get onto that side. Ay, 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 ay. No, there very there very few of us who can. Yeah. But the thing is, if there's only 2,000 of you on the site, then it's a very limited pool. It becomes a bit insensitive. As opposed to it, that too. And you don't even because know Because you all probably know each works. other now. Yeah. <laughs> and you've <laughs> probably all hooked up with each other. You know? It's very much the bold and the beautiful. Like, there's a brook there who said, Everybody. <laughs> but you were going to try and challenge this thing that I was saying. Yes, I was going to challenge it because if it... Well, I didn't know it was that deep. But for me, I think women, it's easier for us to cross... Uh, the, the class line. It's, it's harder for guys, but I think it's way easier for women. Uh, because we can, we can look, um, you know, we can look like money. We, we are skilled at looking like money. But not the, not the guys. Not the, I, not the guys. Shame. <laughs> ah, please. A guy, you can smell a fake a mile away. Ah! I, I'm sorry. Like, come on. You can tell by the kick and bobos that I, that's not leather. <laughs> that is pleather. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Uh, okay. So basically, we're good at spending money to make it seem like we've got money. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of the time, that's not even our money that we're spending. I've seen it in clubs. I've seen it in clubs where this chick is literally wearing 10,000 rand. The other one is wearing 500 rand. But now but tell me how tell you see that because I, I, I honestly can't tell the difference between these things, uh, like true labels and fakes or good jewelry versus techy stuff. Mm. I honestly cannot tell these things. Is it? I can only tell with diamonds, I must say. Diamonds and pearls for me are the most obvious. Everything else, Nami, like a good fake Louis Vuitton. I've seen a Louis Vuitton and thought that's but a But how Louis do you know that it is the real deal and how do you know that it's... Yeah, you see, this is the thing. But then you... I don't know. For me, you'd have to, upon closer inspection, some of them are really cheap, bad fakes. Some people buy expensive, good fakes. Even with the watches, I've seen extremely good fakes. Mm. So there are people who invest in their fakes and then there are those who just go buy it on the side of the road and you go, come on, guy, you're not even trying. <laughs> you know, You know, actually, now that I think about it, there is actually no excuse for for it to be so difficult for guys to try and pull off looking like they've you know got money. like they've yeah. got money because 
I mean, if all you really needed to do to do was buy one good suit, mm. you're good to go, right? Mm. With with women, it's a lot of things. It's the weave. It's the kind of weave. But you know, got, if you get that China it's weave, the makeup, and you know, you only is, wear that weave once, yeah. a month, or once a year. Then it stays fresh and it does, and make sure you don't dance because once you start dancing and you start sweating, then it starts to crumple up and become another animal. Like now it starts melting and the water starts turning it a different color. And then you're like, Oh, I'm screwed. So <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's how you put yourself together. Honestly, um, we fake it very well. We really do. I've seen, I even seen like now they make really great synthetic weaves that look like the proper like thing. Like the real hair. Yeah. And you know, have you seen those, those, okay, then there's those really bad glue wigs, but then there are those who really know how to fake it. But again, she knows I must only wear this thing twice. Otherwise they're going to see that eh, after midnight, it's a problem. It's back to the pumpkin. You know, there's a lot of Cinderella's. So what I'm trying to say here is women are at an advantage because of the Cinderella effect. And yes, it includes that at midnight. <laughs> all goes to ah. hell. All goes to hell. That's why even in clubs for years, guys have been saying after a certain time in a club, don't pick someone up. But isn't it also easier to fool men because they don't, I mean, how do they really know what they look like? Yeah, you at? confuse them with the ass. If you jiggle it, yeah, enough, I mean, they, and you know, they, they don't, they can't multitask. So they don't really care about nine other things. If you've just got one good looking thing, they're like, oh, well, we're good to go. Let's go. Um, Listen, I was with my my cousins over the weekend, mm. and um, on on the Saturday because we're planning my grandmother's eighty fifth birthday party, and Yay. we want to do this big bash thing, right? Yeah. And then shame. So then we discovered um, that she actually wanted to do the big bash at eighty, but then nobody did it for her. Aww. And then now she's turning eighty five. So then I thought, oh guys, let's do something nice. And then my eldest cousin said, yeah, guys, you know, I actually found out five years ago that this she wanted this five years ago, and she was so hurt that nobody like thought about ah, doing this. Guys, so the now, big eight oh, how could you miss I that? No, we're terrible, we're terrible grandchildren. <sighs> so now we're doing a big big bash for her um, in in October. So on Saturday, we got together as cousins and we were all chilling there. And there's like 15 of us just from my mom's side of the family alone. But um, like a lot of my cousins now have children, right? And they're all at different ages. You've got like 10-year-olds, you've got 5-year-olds, and you've got the little, you know, the, the one-year-old toddler yeah. running around. And the, then you've got the babies. And then they all started talking about them, among themselves about what is the best age, actually. Like when do parents enjoy their children the most? Huh. Which I thought is something that you obviously, you could obviously answer with, <laughs> with authority because, you know, you've, you've gone through this experience. Because for me, okay, so I, obviously I love my nieces yeah. and my, my, my nephews and my niece. Yeah. Um, but you know, my one year old niece is more of a handful yeah. than the five year old and yeah. the 10 year old yeah. nephew, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I just think that when they're still babies and when they, when they can't move yet, yes. that's the best time. That is the best time when they, when they, because you can pick them up, you can put them down and you don't have to worry about them yeah. disappearing when you turn your back. I would say, I would say for me, my favorite age with babies is newborn, uh, when they do sweet bugger all. But actually, maybe around six months because then they start to smile. Also, when they do absolutely nothing, that's a bit boring. I find them fun just just around that between three and six months. Then when they turn, when they're like six and a half, seven, ah, I enjoy my firstborn, guys. We have conversations. 
He says stuff that just kills me. Like it was his birthday on Friday, right? Mm. And his dad says to him, Bonsu, you can do whatever you want. You can do whatever you want because it's your birthday, but don't drive me and your mom crazy. <laughs> he proper, without even batting an eyelid, turns to him and says, no, dad, I can't drive you and mom crazy. I don't have a license. <laughs> me, I was on the floor. I was like, yeah, I see you auditioning to take he's mommy's gonna job. He's going to No, he's taking after his mother. That's good. That's good. Yeah, we have conversations. Like, I love that. You know, I'm like, yo, Bonsu, how's school? How's grade one? Is it hard? Because, yo, I'm getting there. I'm getting there, you know. And I'm thinking, look at this little person, man. It's it's fun because you get to see little bits of you, you know. Ah, uh, man. And you know when he's going, ish, mom, I don't know what to do about these kids. Like, they don't listen to me. And he's talking about his younger brother and sister. <laughs> it's like you like he's in me. charge of them. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's that's awesome. Cute. And you can send them to do stuff like he can make me a milkshake. You know what I mean? Which is useful. Yeah. yeah. Like when you can send them around to do things yeah. for you. That's like I'm waiting nice for it to be safe enough to send him to make tea. Once you can, in fact, I have to be honest. Once I can get him to mix me a cocktail. Ah, ah then, you're done. Have, then, you, then done. you're done. Then you're done. good to go. Then, it's, done. then you will have done a good done. job as a mother. Uh, me, I know there's laws in South Africa, but in my house, uh, under 18s are allowed in my bar. They, they are not allowed to imbibe, but uh, if they can pick up a drink and mix it with another one. Now that is a that is a good that is a good point to make mm. is drinking with with or without your children. Yeah. No, I'm going to I'm going to definitely start drinking with my children when they are of age. I remember um, I I mean I remember my mom my mom and my dad have you know they they've always had wine mm. and you know stuff in mm. the house as we were growing up we remember seeing the stuff they would do it openly mm. in front of us. And then every now and again, you would, you know, you would steal a can of Crown back in the... Do you remember Crown? Do you remember that cider? Oh my my mother used to drink Crown once upon a time. So, you know, every now and again, when she had a six-pack, you'd, yeah. you'd hope for the best that she she forgot how many were still left in the yeah. fridge. And then you would steal. So, like, we were stealing bits here and there. But I don't actually remember my parents ever openly sitting down with us and drinking. And they probably knew you were stealing that Crown. No, they did. They definitely did. <laughs> There is an incident. I feel so bad sharing this. There is an incident of, but this is now when we were in varsity, so it's Mm. fine. Now they know that we drink. Disclaimer. And, um, because my father has this whiskey thing, right? Mm. Like he's into whiskeys and he, like he drinks them every now and again. And my sister decided to help herself to the one bottle. Oh my god! But then she would drink a little bit and then put it back in the cabinet and then she would drink some more and then put it back. And then she was like, ah, damn. But now it's obvious that this, this, the level of this thing is going down. So then she added water. Oh into, my. <laughs> she added oh. water into the bottle. And then eventually she like stopped drinking it because she was like, okay, now it's a bit obvious. And then the next time that she went in to try and get the bottle, he had left a note there that says, I know the difference between whiskey and water. <laughs> I wow. was like, okay. But don't you think it's a tricky thing when you think about our culture and how we were raised? Because I was raised, like my family is not all that conservative, but there is that element. Like we are not comfortable even in our adulthood to drink, to drink in front of our parents. There like, is a shame that's attached how we're to it because you think, oh, not even shame, it's the disrespect. Like, that's the thing. They it's know the you drink, yeah. but you do it in front yeah. of them. It's yeah. like, it's a big deal. It's like, even with the smoking, they will know you smoke. Mm. They've smelted on your clothes. But the minute you do it in front of them, it becomes disrespectful. You know what I mean? So it's a bit of a toss up for me because I remember the first time I ever drank in front of my grandmother was because they were chilling on one part of the house. We were chilling in the other side of the house. And by the time they joined us, me, I was already nice. Me, I was already nandy. But were you drinking out of 
What were you drinking? Uh, me, I was drinking green bottle. It was before okay. I decided that I must fight the poop. Okay. So I was still with my green bottle. And by the time my grandmother got there, it was like, it's too late. We are Nandi yeah. and the bottles and, are out. And it's fine because yeah. you're an adult yeah. and you can do it. And then she asked for one. And that's when I started to feel a little bit more comfortable because now you're drunk, but you're trying to look sober. And you're trying to talk to grandma like, no, exactly. Oh my God, rest her soul, my grandmother. What killed me is just before my blackout. I just remember catching her looking at me saying nothing. And I said, Mma, King. The Macy can sipe. And ever since then, I was like, I'm not drinking in front of these people. Because even though she wasn't complaining, just the way she said, the Macy can't sight, I thought, no. She was obviously disapproving. You know, these people who fought for my Lobola so hard, talking about what a good girl I am, they haven't seen me up to cuck. And then here I am showing them that I breathe in my alcohol. Ay, ay, ay. It was rough. But it's interesting because also, you know, when you grow up in a multiracial school, I remember I had a friend, Sasha, who was saying that um, her mom, Gave her her first joint. Oh, snap. And I was like, yeah. How does For that me, work? when it goes to drugs, I mean, alcohol is a drug and then everybody wants to have that argument. But I feel like with weed, it's a whole other thing. Like, it's for me, it's such a dangerous place to go. Because mm. I know alcohol and weed are, are both addictive, blah, blah, blah. But for me, I don't know, hey. I've seen more of the adverse effects of weed than in my real life than I've seen of alcohol, of alcohol abuse. you know, of alcohol abuse. I'm not, not even the abuse, just the effects of what they can do to people. I've, I haven't met people who've lost their minds because they drink. I've lost, I've met people who've lost their minds because they smoked. Cause you know, so the African weed is, it doesn't play that thing. So I don't know, man. For me, it's a toss up because I know I will drink with my kids just because, um, I look at my husband's parents and, you know, they will offer a wine. Like once you're 18 and we're at the dinner table, they'll be like, hey, would you like a half a glass of wine with that? Whatever, whatever. You know what I mean? Just half a glass. Just for, yeah, just half a glass. Okay. Isn't it that just, they're testing you out to see if you've been doing this. Oh, anyway. okay. And then also they want to see like yeah. what kind of. A- and they make it less exciting to have it. It's almost like when you've had that sex conversation with your kid and you stop making it seem like you're this, this nice thing that must go steal themselves with. When you've normalized it, I think it stops becoming that oh thing you're going to end up mm, overdoing. Mm. So I think it's the same thing with booze. But then there's that thing again where you're like, but this is the culture I've been raised under. That um, you don't do this stuff just as a sign of respect. It's okay that you drink, but you don't do it in front of us. You no, know that I mean? is that is a good point to make. Because also while I was with my cousins, there is a cousin of mine who is 25. I think she's turning 25 this mm. year. And she's got a younger brother who's like 20, 21. Mm. 20, I think. Anyway, he's um, in varsity. She now works. She's just bought her own place, blah, blah, blah. And she told us the, st- the story of how um, her parents came to visit her the one time. And she she sometimes stays with her boyfriend. Like, mm. he'll, you know, he'll come to her and they'll, he'll spend nights there. And it's kind <laughs> of like this flexible living situation where he's there sometimes and then other times he's not. He's mm. back in his place or whatever. But then apparently her father... Uh, was in the bathroom and then he came across men's um, toiletry products <laughs> and he was so moved and shaken and stirred that he basically left without saying anything to her but then when they got home he told the mother and he was like 
this is what I found. You know, she's there's a there's a boy that goes there. He, like there's a boy that's sleeping over there, and I'm not okay with this. So then her mother told her this story, and she was just laughing. Now this is a 25 year old woman, right? Mm. She works. She's got her own place. Mm. She is, you know, like she's a, she's an adult. But uh, we were saying to her, well, this is the thing with the way that we were raised, yes. and especially us as girls, yes. where you can't just bring tabo and then and you must tabo, have all evidence of it and then bongani yes. and the, you can't just bring yes. these guys to your parents yes. and especially to your father mm. and parade them in mm. front of him because that's mm. just not how we do things mm. whereas your brother can yes. if he felt like it yes i think it's because our fathers convinced convinced themselves we're virgins right, right up until the yeah. day they see us pregnant <laughs> Then only when you're pregnant do they go, yo. Because it's the funniest story. Hashtag true story. My uncle. So a cousin of mine falls pregnant. Um, she had just finished matric. Uh. Falls pregnant. Now, obviously, the family come and report that this thing has happened. He said, sweet fuck all. <laughs> nothing. After she said, she said, sweet nothing. Okay. He said, guys, you don't understand. You know the kind of silence where everybody's like looking at this guy like, oh my God. Like, how angry is this yeah. guy? So my uncle said nothing until um his cousin arrived. And when his cousin arrived and said to him, yeah, I mean, I've heard the news. Are you okay? How are you holding up? The guy just turned, looked at him and said, which basically means, yeah, dude, my child knows dick. That's, 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 that was his first thing. So don't matter how old you are, guys, until you say you're pregnant. Your father decides your aversion. Mm. That's how precious our dads are about us. You know, I remember when I was in uni and I had a boyfriend who also lived in the free state. So we'd taken the bus together to, to Bloom and I asked my dad to give both of us a ride. Mm. And after I dropped him off, my dad says to me, you do not ever, ever bring someone like that to take a ride with you. Yeah. I'm not giving a lift. Yeah, yeah. I was here to pick you up. Yeah. And you know, I could see he's saying you don't bring a guy, but he he just, you know, yeah, I don't give lifts, but I knew what he was talking about because he's lifted my friends before female, no problems. Mm, this mm, guy, mm. big problem. Mm, mm. And I thought, yeah, my dad. A similar thing happened to me because when I was at um at our matric farewell, mm. I, you know, I actually don't know why they did this. I'm very, I'm very much against this system that they had. So they would invite the parents to the metric farewell, but they would have the parents in one venue and then us as the, as the, <laughs> as the ratchet kids in another venue. Yeah. So then my parents are like, Oh, okay. No, we're coming. Cause you know, you, like with all the kids that I grown up together with back at home, we were all, we all ended up at the same high school. Mm, and so all our mm. parents knew each other and they thought, yeah, no, let's go. Let's make a whole big thing of it. It will be fun. Isn't it that our transport arrangements failed on us? And then I had to, as a last minute resort, ask my parents to drive oh. us to the metric farewell. You should have seen my father was just, he looked at this guy. He looked at this guy and he was just, he was not impressed. He was not ready for that moment. <laughs> he didn't talk to me for days afterwards because I can just imagine what he was picturing in his mind. His young girl who is now about to matriculate and go into university mm. where all these dangerous men lurk. Mm. And now she's with this thing here in front of me. And, what must, and I must drive them to their matric farewell. Because dad knows what he did yeah, at matric dance. Because yeah. I've also realized that as well. Like a lot of these dads 
are going, yo, when I think about the devil I was, and now my daughter's going to be with the same devils, you know? Um, but it's sweet, you know? I, 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 I think it's such a reminder that I'd... I mean, it's a protective thing. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Man, there's something wrong with Black Box, eh? What does he say now? Would you guys sleep with your nephew if he was a sexy 28-year-old and you had reached the ripe of 50 being unmarried and childless? It's your nephew. Yeah. Black Box, why, why, why my nephew though? Why, why can't I sleep with like another 28 year old that I don't have blood relations with? Okay. Black Box, um, <laughs> I, I, hi, nice to meet you. I'm Dumi. Um, I, um, if you call Lifeline, you will find that they will connect you with, with they have like a lot of therapists. And I feel just based on the little bit I've read from you that there may be some issues. Um, I'm saying this from a place of love. Uh, you may need help. You may actually need help. I I know, I've heard of cousins though who's slept. To, Honey, to, I know to cousins get. who got married. Oh, first cousins, first like cousins, first generation, first cousins. generation cousins. It was so bad. The families were refusing to even speak at the wedding. They ended up pulling my dad into it. Now these are cousins in law. They're not even my cousins. Like my sisters, my 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 brother in law basically. My brother in law's sister. Married her cousin and they had a baby and the baby was not even disabled. Cause you know, I've always believed something that close should, should produce a, a disabled child, but they didn't. But they're proper cousins, like our, um, your mother, my father, our siblings. Brother, yeah. It was sick. And my dad had to go up and speak because both families were like, we are not about this ish. So they would have gotten married anyway if they the families were. Yeah, had decided they were getting married we anyway. want nothing to do with this. Because they made the baby. Yeah, there. they made the baby before they even got married. Like, are, it they, was are they still? They're are they still they... together. Like they're proper in love. But you know what's uncomfortable for me is I'm imagining family get-togethers where everybody sleeps in someone's house and these two are waking <laughs> up in the back. It's oh. so wrong. And do they? Do they? Are they? Are they affectionate with each other? Are they in front of the family. Ooh, so I don't know. I don't hang out with them. I just know that it's freaky. It's, it's, cause they also look similar. Like, it's weird. They look, you know, when family features are strong. And I was just, I don't understand how they found each other attractive. Cause my cousins feel so much like my brothers and sisters. Like, we, you've spent that much time growing up. So it's not even like cousins who grew apart. These are cousins who grew up together in the same environment. And they found love. I Me, mean, I just, I don't know. It's disturbing. But then I'm conservative. What do I know? Yeah. Look, I've heard stories from people who will say that, yeah, well, you know, the first person that I had sex with was a cousin of mine because, mm. you know, you all grow up there together. And it's a safer place to and, start. And then you start experimenting and then you're like, ah, oh, oh, well, no, my guys. cousin is here. So if not, why not? And that is, that is their first sexual experience is with their cousins. I've heard this story a lot. Yeah, but at least they're not trying to make babies and whatever. No, and no, 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 no. It's it like kids showing each other private parts. It's yeah, fine. yeah. Hey, you know, there's a show. There's actually a reality show. Uh, I think it's American or something yeah. where, um, um, they, they, they track people's twins. Like you find people who've married each other, but they're actually brother and sister proper. Mm-mm. And the, the reason it happens is because they say, let's say you were split at, at childhood because one was adopted and moved to Africa mm-hmm. or and then another. Mm-hmm. And then they met and they gravitated towards each other and they had a connection, but they read it sexually because they don't know they're related. And then years later, like you've been married for 10 years, you have kids and you find out you're actually brother and sister. And they were saying, um, because medically what happens is when you grow up together, right? Chemically, um, there's a, bo- there's a different kind of bonding that happens because you're blood. But if you've been apart, 
when you do eventually meet that chemical things that's that chemical reaction happens between the two of you but instead of it being um uh what's the word uh, instead of it being platonic it's actually Sec- it, it's, it, it's, you read it as sexual because you connect with this person so deeply and obviously it's because you know um souls are recognizing each other but because the souls are unaware or maybe they are you're just not reading them properly you think this is the one we were just made for each other and a lot of them even after discovering that their brother and sister still stay together <sighs> some of them do they break apart they need Chitloads of therapy But yeah. it was surprising To find out how many After finding out That they're actually Brother and sister Stay together Because they go Well that's not how we grew up Our children are normal Let's continue as we were No one needs to know We're brother and sister But I do I do imagine That it does mess With your mind a lot though, When you discover Something like that Yeah yeah, anyway, that's the world we live in, my friend. Listen, I wanted to I wanted to mention this thing to you about Zoe Saldana, mm. the actress. Mm. Um beautiful girl. Mm. What is she? Is she like what is her ethnicity? She's black by 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 American definition, isn't she? By American definition she's black, she just but looks white. But well, I don't even know if that she lo- I mean she, she, she looks Latina. She looks Latina, you know, yeah, she's got that whole she looks Latina, that but whole she's actually Latina flair thing. Black. So anyway, Zoe Saldana has been cast to play the role of Nina Simone. Mm. And um a couple of days ago she went onto Twitter and she put up a Nina Simone quote and then uh, I think it was Nina Simone's family mm. that replied to her tweet saying, um, keep Nina Simone's name out of your mouth or whatever because there's this whole uproar over the fact that Zoe Saldana was cast to play the role of of Nina Simone. And then apparently what they've done is they've put makeup on her to blacken her. (laughs) So it's like a black girl doing blackface. I like it. So there are a lot of people who are upset over this. And they're saying, but guys, if you are going to cast an actress and then you acknowledge that you need to make her look dark, then why didn't you just cast a dark actress to begin with? What is the problem here? Well, if she gave the best performance and the only issue with her is her complexion and we can do something about it, do it. I, You know, black people, you're so hard to please. <laughs> we lighten Beyonce's skin. Why did you lighten her? We darken somebody's skin. Why did you darken her? What do you bloody want? <laughs> if we need an... For example, we've seen, we've seen actors being aged in movies. I yeah. don't see someone going, why did you go and cast a young man? Why not just cast an old guy? You're like, cool with that. Mm. But then the minute we start playing with complexion, then you must question Ah man it's, it's a craft You know what It's there to play You know one thing I like About acting and performance Is that it's all about playing If people are going to Now start telling you How to play It's going to be a problem Like Tropic Thunder Is one of my favorite Movies of all time mm. It is so dumb I laughed so hard <laughs> And there were people offended that Robert Downey Jr. played a black a, man. A, a, no, a white played an Australian who was playing a black man. Oh, I see. I thought that an he, Australian he was just actor. a black man. No, it's that. an Australian actor pre- pretending to be an American white actor who's pretending to be a black okay, actor. Okay, that is that is almost like Inception, the movie. Yeah, because there's so many levels yes, in there. But that's what made it so funny because okay, okay. it was mocking the way America does that. Right, right. We want you, but we want you to play this thing and you're not right for it. So we'll let you go as back as you want because the whole time you're watching this guy acting like a black guy and then you're going ah this white guy then he he's this american guy and then it goes actually 
I'm not American. And then he speaks in the Australian accent. And you're like, what the? You know what I mean? So I think people, sometimes people need to get over themselves, man. Let everything have a context. Um, because I, funny enough, I was talking to someone about this whole blackface thing and how everybody lost their minds about those students who did blackface, what what I know it's old news, but for me, in a sense, I find it current because how does nobody call Leon Schuster on it? Why is it okay? Why do we sell out cinemas when Leon Schuster's doing it? Yet when other people are doing it, it's a problem. And I, mean, I want you to explain that to me. And if you can reflect on Leo, Leon Schuster, you were probably sitting there among your family members, sitting and watching these movies and laughing and thinking yes. at the time, huh, oh, that's funny. Yes. And then you got older and you're like, mm, with this exaggerated accent. Is this funny? With him when he was a black woman with tits and curves. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he could have been a, 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 a sissy, but a sissy didn't have to be with the bolder and the extreme dark complexion. And But, you know is, what but I mean? is, isn't, isn't this what blackface is all about? Isn't it about exactly that? Like, the dark... Um, complexion yeah. that that you talk about that yeah. you find yeah. among black people. Yeah. This is this is not even involving other yeah. race groups. That but within yes. the race of black yes. people is such a a sore point. I find it a sore point which with is, intellectuals. Which is why which is why we we we, we all also divide ourselves I, along I, the lines of light skin versus. Dark I might skin. get attacked for this, but I found with blackface, it's the intellectual blacks who have a problem. That the, the layman blacks are laughing, thinking that shit is funny, and then they choose to take offense when somebody says, "You know, it's actually offensive." And then after explaining to them why it's offensive, they go, "Ah, oh, I'm offended." But then they still have their Schuster DVDs, and they're not they're not destroying yeah. them. So. Uh, are we going to say, yes, because it occupies occupies a place of satire. That's why it's okay when he does it. And when those other chicks does it, does it, it's not satire. It's just offensive. Like, I'm sorry. There's Conrad Koch who's gone and whitened his puppet because everybody <laughs> was now calling him a racist, even because though... Because he had a black puppet. Yeah. Or he was he black, colored? Wasn't Chester colored? We gave Chester a race. At no point, and I've watched that stuff a lot. I've okay. never heard him declare his race. No, I just thought Everybody that he's just colored gave him and race. his name is Chester. Like it made sense to me. I thought, ah, oh, well, he's a colored puppet. Aye, guys. Aye. So wait, was that the reason why uh, Conrad Koch is now blonde with blue eyes? Is because he got pressure to Conrad has always been blonde with blue. Sorry, oh, you mean the sorry, puppet? Chester, Chester. Probably because I mean I think the point he's making is. He was saying something. He's saying important things. And he's not an ignorant guy just making jokes. He's a guy who studied anthropology. He's a guy who's making informed choices with everything that he's saying. You understand? And I, he's probably trying to prove... I'm just assuming that that's why he did it. Because I could see a lot of people going, at the end of the day, you're a white man. Le, let's get Busi on the line. Busi, can you hear me? Yes, I can. How are you, my buddy? Good, good. How are you? I'm well, thanks. Go ahead. Um, I just wanted to... Okay, it's a bit off topic. I just wanted to add on if I may, to um, this week's Hugger Man. Oh, Hugger Man, yes. Yes. Busi, go ahead, because we, we, we've we actually almost run out of time, so you can provide the, the Hugger Man for this week. Okay, um, so the husband that doesn't give up when the wife is pregnant and all moody. <laughs> is there a husband who does what? A husband who doesn't give up on his wife who's pregnant and all moody. No, no, no. Is your boo-boo pregnant? <laughs> Yeah, I've oh. been cooking almost every day. Oh, and she she's blaming it on you and attacking you and yeah. hating you. Oh, it's, it's the it's hormones. She's blaming me on the child, like it's my fault. <laughs> but it is. You put something in her that grew the child. <laughs> yeah, but then, okay, if, if I had a choice, I would have carried the child for her and then she'll do the cooking. I stuff, know. Oh, that's yeah. sweet. Do me a favor. This is going to yeah. help you a lot. From this okay. point right up until she has the baby, 
Never ever say you know how she feels. Promise me you will never ever mm. say you know how she feels, okay? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. okay and until she has the baby, you are wrong. Just be wrong. Just be wrong. Yeah, I've, been, I've been wrong for a while now. Good. Stay wrong yeah. and keep buying her flowers and keep. And when she says her, and, and when she says her nose is big, don't say, oh, it's not big, you're beautiful. <laughs> say, yeah, baby, it's big, but it suits you. Trust me, she will not kill you. <laughs> Trust me. And the last thing I'm going to say to you, if she says to you, she wants the, the specific flavor of ice cream, and then you don't find that specific flavor, but you find the brand, don't just take yeah. that brand. Find that flavor. All Go all over Johannesburg. I wow. attacked my husband with ice cream <laughs> because I told him I'm, exactly what I, I wanted. For, I wasn't prepared for you. Hmm? I was told it's all going to be all happy and stuff. I wasn't prepared for all these. How far long is she? Details. I think she's five months. Oh, oh don't worry. Ooh, after month six, after month six, she'll be jumping your bone trauma. She's going to be so horny. <laughs> you are about to benefit from all your stress because trust me, that last trimester, yo, she's going to want you so badly. And stop thinking you're going to uh, hit the baby in the head with your thing. You won't. <laughs> Give her what she wants. Bang the crap out of her. She will love you for days. And what happens if Busi is too tired that one night? Must he just get over well, it? And, 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 okay. That's right. never. Yeah. Trust me. Yo, yo, my friend. And that thing is so nice when she's pregnant. Enjoy, my friend. Enjoy. There are benefits, not just punishment. Congratulations, my sweetheart. Thank you. Thanks, Busi, and uh, okay. also for providing this week's Hagaman uh, Hagaman corner. Yes, to to all the to all the daddies Aww. to be who who just accept that they are wrong always Big throughout pregnancy, and that is your role is yes. to be wrong and to be abused yes. and to be yelled at and shouted at, yes. and you take it like a man yes. and you love her anyway. Oh, I love those men. Those are the ones who when you say baby, I'm so fat and so ugly. And he says, I love that body. It gave me my children. I bent it out of shape. I wanted let me eat some of it. Oh, bless those men. Ah, and so we'll leave it at that lovely romantic oh, note. No sure. It's good to be back. We'll see you again next week. I'm Mabale Moloi. I'm Dumi Marake. We're Cliff. sipping tea. Cliffcentral.com. This is Cliffcentral.com.